0: You are listening to Work Human Radio, pioneered by Global Force, bringing more humanity to today's workplaces. You are enjoying our special edition coverage, recorded live from Austin, Texas. And Work Human 18. And now, here are today's hosts. All right, welcome back to Work Human Radio. I am your host Todd Schneck, joined by my friend and colleague Rayanne Thorne. Speaking of friends and colleagues, one of our I favorites know. is about to come on the show. I always enjoy our conversations with this gentleman.
1: Very excited. We had a couple conversations with Jason in the past, so it's nice to have him back on the show here, talking with us. So let's it's get, good stuff.
0: We get to it. We're joined now by Jason Lortz, and he's a keynote speaker, a consultant, a best-selling author. Jason. Welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. I always love chatting with you guys.
1: Oh, it's such a nice thing to have you back here. And we're here at Work Human, Work Human Radio.
0: The pleasure is always ours to have always. you. Uh, so, Jason, uh, before we uh, get into our conversation, much to talk about, uh, remind the audience a bit about you and your background and the work yep. that you're out there doing. Sure. So, most of the time, uh, I
2: spend my time traveling, speaking either at conferences or to leadership and management teams about employee engagement and I know we were just joking about uh, it's the buzzword people you know gets thrown around a lot but I find that despite uh, I'm I'm encouraged because I think that the the market and leadership has figured out that employee engagement is important and it's something that they should put money into but then the next question is like well what the hell does that mean what right. should we actually do and so that's what I pride myself on helping them figure out is if we're gonna get serious about this, what does it mean? And so I do a lot of work around that. I do a lot of writing around that, but my goal is always to help, help leaders think more clearly about how to build workplaces that are good for people and for profits, that's where kind of the the human workplace thing connects for me. So I love being at this event because I feel like this is uh, this is being amongst my tribe. So
1: it's a great event. So we heard some exciting news. You have a book coming out, Unlocking High Performance. Is it available now? Is it here at the bookstore? Not until okay. October. Not okay. Until October. Okay. Good.
2: Yeah, we still uh, we have to finish it. It's it's uh, we're we're in the the final stages of finishing the book, which I have found you know. To labor of love, but it also becomes one of those things. Getting it across the finish line is a is a definite a definite chore. So we're, we're working on wrapping it up, but we're really excited about it, and we're excited come the fall to get out and start talking about it. What can we it. learn from it? Yes. Well, I think the the short version of what what I'm trying to communicate in the book is is really that um, is that what we've gotten fundamentally wrong about. I think about employee engagement. You know, we're 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 30 plus years into trying to solve for employee engagement and Gallup still comes out every year and has a new study that says globally only 80% or 85% or 15% are engaged and 85% of employees are disengaged and after 30 years of trying to fix it the 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 line isn't moving and I and and what I believe is that if you look really closely at the data about what drives engagement is that what you see is that employees actually experience work as a relationship. It's a very relational thing. So when you look at the the engagement data, it's always things like, I need to feel valued and appreciated and recognized, and I need to trust you and I need to feel cared for and all those things and those are, that's what what we look for in a relationship. Sounds like every other relationship. The problem is workplaces are largely still treating work as a contract to be enforced and so, I think as we understand that what what I what I argue in the book is that in order to fix this, we need to rethink how we design the work experience so that it feels like a relationship to employees, like a healthy, functioning relationship. And then I believe that performance management systems are the way that we can sustainably deliver and create that kind of experience. And obviously that's a very different kind of performance management system than, what, than the old school performance appraisal. So it's a different approach, but that's really what I'm, what I'm
0: setting up and helping organizations think through doing. Makes sense. So it sounds like you th- you say. Because I always think about when I think about solving the problem of employee engagement, I think one of the problems is you get asked ten people, you get ten different definitions right. of what is that is. So you got to sure. get that consistent. Yep. But then I I wonder well, who's really responsible for this. If I if I'm the disengaged employee, do I have a responsibility? Of myself to sit there and figure out a way to get engaged, and how do I seek those answers, or is it the responsibility of management? And and so I still wonder, it's still some hybrid of that. Are you Sure. Any comments on that? You
2: know, I think it's I think it's interesting, and I wish you know, Cy, Cy and I could probably sit here and and talk about and debate oh, I can this, imagine. I can this, imagine um, because. Um, I do think that, you know, Cy would, um, Cy Wakeman, I guess, who I'm. Yes. You know, she just got interviewed. I'm sure that our, our, uh, our, our episodes will end up airing months apart or something. So it <laughs> will make no sense. Somebody be like, Cy, who are you talking about? But uh, Cy Wakeman, um, you know, talks a lot about, you know, accountability. And I do think that there's some very, I do think that's a key piece. I think on the employee part, there is some accountability to, I need to make sure I'm owning my stuff and I need to be responsible for the wake that I create. But, I, but I, I tend to think that when, when people start talking to me about the employee owning engagement or owning their own engagement, I'm like, okay, let's, let's stop for a second and let's talk about, if we were talking about customer experience, for example, and customer engagement, and you ran a store... And your customers were disengaged, and they weren't, you know, and that you were losing customers. Nobody would say, "Well, damn it, if those damn customers would just do a better job of engaging themselves, this would solve <laughs> the problem." That's not how it works. I mean, we're creating, we're creating, or trying to, man, you know, uh, create an experience for those employees that leads to engagement. Engagement in my, in my. Um, way of thinking about it: engagement is a measurement of the effectiveness of your employee experience. <laughs> and so, if you're designing, if you're designing an employee experience in a way that makes, you know, being engaged and emotionally connected with your work more likely, more probable, it's sort of like how you design a, the customer experience. You think about how do I want yep. you to feel? How do I? I want to make this very easy for you to make the decisions that I need you to make. I want to make it feel good when you make that decision. And so, um, so that's where, like, I, I think for the most part, fixing the engagement problem is on the organization. It's on the leaders. I don't, I think it's, I think when we, the leaders love it when you talk about like the employee being responsible for their engagement. And I don't do that anymore because it's, what it does is it gives them an easy way to say, mm-hmm. see, it's not, not my, my problem. It's not, not my, my fault. fault. I, if It's not on me. And so I don't, I, I steer away from that because I don't think that's fair to the employee.
1: So an interesting thing happened for me when I moved from, the light side of the force as a practitioner to the dark side of the force as a vendor provider, right? All of a sudden, retention of, of customers was a huge deal. And we talk about retention all the time of employees, but are we really doing the necessary work like you do as a when customer relationship, you have to you have to go above and beyond. I know you bought our product once, but I'll re- I'll reference Glengarry Gary, Glen Ross. You know the classic line. I don't want to sell one guy one car. Right. I want to sell one guy three cars over fifteen years. Right. Right. So it's about that retention. It's about that total relationship that yep. is built, which yep. leads to retention. So. How can we fix the mindset that it is more than just a buzzword? It yeah. actually has to be an act. Yeah. It's not just something that will happen if you provide this. You have to actively pursue that employee engagement.
2: You do. And I think that's why, you know, it's, it, lately there's been a lot, you know, it seems like employee experience, right, is the, new, <clears throat> is the new phrase you're hearing. And it's very tempting to dismiss it as a repackaging of engagement yes. because it's, like well, great. Here's the you know it's Here's the, the new buzzword. The employee engagement vendor yesterday is now repackaged, and we're all new. Same thing, but with a new you know a shiny new paint job. I don't think I, I personally think there is a lot of that going on. Um, but I also think that employee experience, as I dug into it, and I, that's what I that's how I sort of immediately reacted to that when I started hearing it. But as I started digging into it and started understanding. Des, you know designing experience and customer experience has been at this or customer um, you know marketing and, and they've been designing customer experience now for a number of years you know you walk into a well I mean you look at this place and the design Beautiful, of it and you right. go into an Apple store you go into any place that really thinks about design of the experience and you can have an appreciation for it's easy to move about how the I flow. feel yep. and the it flow and week. the experience and how I'm greeted and and all of that and the emotional impact it has on on me and how I feel about the brand. And what I started to realize is employee experience is really about, um, when you think about that, it really is about design then. Because employee experience is kind of silly to talk about without without putting some intention to it. And that's really what design is about. How do I intend my employees to feel? And then it's how can I architect an experience of work that, that helps, that makes it more likely that they will feel that way. And that's where tools like Global Force are really cool because that's what they're helping to do. Technology's only part of the equation, but I think that's a big part of being more proactive about interrupting the cycle. And so, um, so I think it is, I think that that, that experience realm, really, if, if you get into it and you start to try to understand it, there's some real meat in that. I dive into that. The other thing that I would say that, that I think is really important is that instead of studying, and again, I think Global Force is another company that's doing this, but instead of studying workplace best practices or management best practices, which is what we've been replicating you know, over and over and over and over and over for the last 40, 50, 60 years, is we need to start thinking about and studying, you know, how relationships work and what what are the dimensions or what are the the fundamentals of of healthy relationships that work really well. Um, Understanding human behavior at a deeper level, all of those kinds of things, and really designing around what we know feels good. I mean, even in the the keynotes that that we'll hear here, um, Brene Brown this morning talked about it. Uh, how do you design for, to help people understand the role of vulnerability and standing right. into that? How do you help people get more comfortable with, with courage and teaching people to be more courageous? Because when you can start doing that in the context of work... They start engaging in different ways with each other. And when they start doing that, it unlocks all of that. You know, she had that whole list of things, innovation and creativity and, and all of these these things that we crave. But you have to start at a very human level. And I think that's that's what the future of this work's going to look like.
0: Well, speaking of presentations, you are delivering one here at WorkHuman18. So what are you going to talk about and why should folks listen?
2: It's uh, very much, very much uh, similar to what we've been talking about. I'm talking tomorrow about I think the title of this one is called Making... Performance management human friendly. And it's it's uh, it, it's sort of a short version. I'm giving kind of the hack that I've I've uh, been teaching lately around how to do this work. If you don't have time to really get deep into redesign and all of all of that, I'm gonna be talking through something called the what I call the relationship test tomorrow, which is something that I think is a very simple way to, to move the needle on your on your practices, which is simply to, to think about. You know, take any particular practice that you might use at work or anything, you know, a process or practice and you go through a mental exercise of saying, well, would I use this or if I use this same approach in my personal life to a situation where I was trying to accomplish something similarly, how would that go? And so, you know, I'll pick on things like the, tomorrow we'll pick on things like the 360 feedback model, we'll pick on things mm-hmm. like new employee onboarding, that's one of my favorite. Because if you think about that, and I will actually even tease this out a little bit tomorrow, but if you think about new employee onboarding, and let's say you applied the, the way most organizations handle that to let's say the early part of a new serious romantic relationship. You know, you invited someone, you're like, okay, we're gonna get serious, once you come over on Saturday, we'll sit down and I'm gonna spend four hours. We're gonna go through, I've got some paperwork to review with you <laughs> over just my medical history and emergency contacts. And then I'm gonna spend a couple of hours telling you all about my history and what's important to me and how you can be a better partner for me and those things. And then in the end, maybe we'll do a little setting of expectations for how you can be a good, like.
1: (laughs) And then you'll stay forever. (laughs) Right. And then
2: you're like, and, 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 you know, you run it out and you go, okay, well, how would this, how would that work out? I mean, does that strengthen the relationship or kill the relationship? And if it, if it hurts the relationship, then why would you, why would you do that? Why would you do that at work? That means you need to redesign it. And so it's just a simple thought exercise, but you start to realize how ridiculous so much of the stuff we do to people at work is because we would never do that to people we cared about. But yet we'll some for some reason we'll do it to other humans at work. So that's kind of what we're gonna play. I think it'll be a fun session. It's not you know, it's a, it's kind of a tongue in cheek sort of
0: thing and it's a
2: little cheeky, but at the same time, there's some very but like I painful
0: lo- truth to it. So I love the thought process behind that. It makes me have a newfound appreciation for prenups. Yeah, <laughs> right. Right? I mean it's kinda right. conceptually right. <laughs> same kind of right. idea. This is a
1: business arrangement. <laughs>
0: right. And I, and I do love thinking about this from a context of design. Yeah. It's right? like not that. something that you can do and put a cool motivational poster on the break room wall mm-hmm. and it changes it. No, this is a process that requires careful thought and design. I, I and love that's that. That's so critical. Having
1: intention, having a purpose behind that intention and following through on it.
0: So yeah. much of engagement
2: work has been to this point is reactive. Right? I mean, we 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 we've accidentally created an employee experience and then we decide, boy, we should probably measure this because it seems as if we have some problems. And so then we go hire somebody who has built a model that we didn't participate in creating to come in and measure our employee experience against a model that we aren't sure really fits to what we're, our intentions are. We get some feedback that tells us that we're poor in some areas, and then we run a fire drill to try and fix those things. <laughs> and, and, and there is some benefits that come out of it, but I think the historical says we've got to interrupt this reactive cycle. And so that's where that's why I've gotten really, really fascinated with, you know, design gets you just out front. And then you start measuring what did you intend to create.
0: And that's where the cycle starts mm-hmm. to, I think, become more meaningful. It's fascinating stuff. Well, Jason, we're about out of time. Before I let you go, should anyone have any questions on any of this and want to learn about your work and your future book, where do they go? Easiest place is to uh, hit our website,
2: jasonloretson.com. Um, or you can, uh, if you type my name into your Google box, you'll find a whole bunch of ways to connect with me. I try to be very easy to find. So, uh, Or you can email me always, jason at jasonlortson.com I always love hearing from people.
0: Jason lortson a keynote speaker, consultant, and author. Always great to have you. Thanks again for stopping by and joining us. Thanks, guys. I loved it. Appreciate Thank it. Thank you. All right. It's so all the time we have for now. Todd and Ryan signing off from Austin, Texas. We'll see you again soon on Work Human Radio. We'll see you then. Work Human Radio is brought to you by GloboForce, pioneers of the Work Human Movement. GloboForce helps make work more human for millions of people and organizations worldwide. Learn more by visiting workhuman.com and join the Work Human Movement by following us on Facebook, Twitter, and the Work Human Community Forum on LinkedIn. Thanks again for listening to Work Human Radio.